Hey everyone, welcome to the informal program this week. Congratulations to France on winning the World Cup. And, you know, congratulations to England as well. They didn't bring it home, but, you know, at least they came forth. Live from a city in Southern California. Oh, you know what this is. The Informal Program. Here's your host, Daniel West. First things first. First order of business, John. I think the most important thing here on the show, I, we're talking about it here, man. This one mic setup. You're complaining about it. Dave's complaining about it. Everyone's complaining about it. Everyone's getting cranky. Everyone's getting grumpy. And I tell you all again, okay, as we did before, because you like running up here to the microphone. I get that. I get that. First of all, not before the show starts. You know that. Second of all, when we were making the studios here, these beautiful grand studios surrounded by all kinds of memorabilia, over here by Dave, we have Dodgers bobbleheads. Maybe we can put that up on Instagram. Right in front of me is a bowling pin. I don't know where this came from. Uh, we have the standings board for baseball that hasn't been updated in months. How do we know it hasn't been updated in months? Because the Dodgers are still in second. Oh! That's right. What is it? And the Angels are still uh, relevant. Oh! All right, I deserve that. Point is, we had the last 50 bucks in the budget, guys. Do you remember what the decision was? It was between a poster of Dale Earnhardt and a second microphone. Dale's there behind me, okay? So I'm not going to hear any more of this. If you wanted a second microphone, we could have gotten it when we started the studio. But why not now if the great revenue stream were... Oh, right. All right, give it to him there. Oh! All right, the most important thing we need to do on the show here, which isn't even ready. I mean, you guys, I love you all, but come on. This is the one thing I said that we're going to do today. If we talk nothing else, if we don't talk about the World Cup, if we don't talk about the All-Star Game tonight, we're going to sit down at last and watch this Philippines basketball fight. Because for months we've been talking about it. It feels like months. All right, so can you can you pot that up? It's not an audio element, sir. All right, thank you, Mr. Theologian. That's biblical study. This is just more just being snarky. All right, Mr. Scholar. There we go. Okay, so for those of you who need a little bit of context, for once we're going to give you context as opposed to just jumping into something. Not that we do that at all. There is, a, this is from two weeks ago, so it hasn't been two months, it's been two weeks, okay? And as doing a weekly radio show to a nationally syndicated audience, shout out to 48.7 El Cajon for joining us on this radio program, among other affiliates, we just try to highlight one each week. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. There's a basketball fight, and apparently this is not just another basketball fight, this is... Maybe not Palace of Auburn Hills level, but somewhere between WWE and people fighting with fans, okay? So we're going to watch this video, and we're going to give some commentary to it. So it has 1.7 million views. We haven't done this in a while. We haven't done this since uh, Fergie attempted to sing the national anthem. So uh, do we have audio for this? Are we going to have audio? I don't know. Are we going to get audio for this? Hold on. Let me set it up. Stall. Okay, let's stall. Let's talk about France and the World Cup while we, while we wait and, and John sets up the audio equipment. All right. You're going to hear a beeping noise. It's me connecting with the speaker. Okay. I mean, I, 
that. All right, sure. Okay, so, I mean, you would really think that this show is, like, planned out and we do stuff on time, and, and no, no, it's not. We're, we're flying by the seat of our pants, literally. John is floating off the ground by the seat of his pants. It's fascinating. You weren't supposed to tell them. All right, there, there's the sounds. We're connected? Yes. Oh, the height of professional right here, the informal program. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to keep this thing going. Okay, so here we go. Are we good here? We're good, I hope. We're just going to find out if we're good or not, all right? So here we are. Make sure the volume's, the volume's proper here. So here we are. We're going to watch this fight. So what does it say? There's an ad. You guys really have to, like, work on this, man. This is ridiculous. We got ads playing now. All right, you know what? Just, just cut, out the, cut out the audio element. We will just pretend that there's sound, okay? Because I don't want to deal with this anymore. All right, so here we are. Uh, are we all done? Are you good back there? He's good. He's just waiting for you to stop complaining and do the show. All right. So, this, the, this headline here is huge basketball fight breaks out between Australia and Philippines. So, we don't, have the, we don't have the, and there's a fight. We'll get that next week. Great audio from the very first NASCAR race brought flag to flag, but need I say more? You don't need to. I won't. Okay, so, four minutes, five seconds, and, and five-fifths of a second, five-tenths of a second to go here in the third quarter. Australia is whooping the Philippines 79 to 48. And that's where we begin this thing. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was. I can't say I was born ready. I, I have to check with my mom on that, but I'm ready. I'm not giving you that. That was a really bad joke. Okay, here we go. All right. So a guy has in the lane, gives it down low to 15. I believe this is the Philippines with the ball. Now we got a guy down for Australia. Now there's some pushing and shoving. They're underneath the basket. Oh, they're spilling over the boards like hockey. Oh, goodness. There was a flying kick in there. Yeah, there's a seven-foot... Oh, my, another flying kick. I think that's Thon Maker down there. Thon Maker, for those of you who don't know, is a... Uh, well, we won't make jokes about his age, but we're not sure how old he is, but he's a prospect, plays on the Milwaukee Bucks. He must be 7'2", and he's just kicking people. Now, over behind the right basket, there's a crowd gathering, and everyone's rushing over there like a swarm of ants. This is an, a, uh, an arena still set up for, like, hockey or something. So there's a lot of space behind the basket. Someone just threw a water bottle. And there are some Australians and some Filipinos, and there's some Americans in there as well. We'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, someone just, just thrown a chair. There's some event marshals down here. It's just fast. I, I was expecting a little bit more. Maybe they're more theatrics. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, so there's an Australian guy being pulled away. It looks like he's in some pain. Um, yeah, for some reason. Let's see what up, what's, what's up with him. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he got hit in the eye. Look, like something happened to him in the face or the side of the head. He didn't get kicked because I think Thon, no, whose team is Thon Maker on? Thon Maker's on Australia, so he didn't get kicked by Thon Maker. And we have some uh, Philippines players kind of standing around. We're waiting for the replay. So that was it. I guess that was it. Okay, I was expecting something a little bit more. This is a five-minute video, and we're a minute 37 in. Not that that wasn't a wild basketball fight. But, you know, I was expecting something to spill over a la Dodgers Padres from a few years ago. We can watch that one if you want. We're just going to turn the show because you haven't produced anything into let's watch highlight videos. Yeah, why not? That was a great brawl, by the way. That was a fantastic brawl. 
because you had we're still watching this but i think the the main stuff is over you can you can pause it now i don't think they does anything else flare up later on or are we just going to watch replays i think we're just watching replays from this point on is that is that what we're going to see here yeah okay well let's whoa okay let's let's see some of these replays here let's get close here let's see exactly what happened oh well that's what started it okay so pause right here i know we're on radio but we're going to break this down okay so number 16 for the Philippines is in the lane. He just knocks number four of Australia to the floor. Well, not quite. Okay. Then number 15 from the Philippines goes in against Thonmaker. Great idea. 7-2 against 6-anything. That's not going to work. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, okay. So while that's going on, 15, excuse me, 16 of the Philippines and four of Australia got into it again. Four got knocked down really this time. And he's like, whoa, what's going on? And next thing you know... They're stomping each other underneath the foul circle. 11 of the Philippines, whoa, tries to connect, and I think does connect with number 12 of uh, Australia. His name is, is it his name, his name isn't Kickert, is it? His name is Kickert. Wow. There's some strong irony there that someone named Kickert is in a fight right now. Okay, so Kickert, oh, Kickert gets hit in the side of the head by a guy who came off the bench. He gets thrown down into a chair. He's the one who got thrown down, and they're still going after him. And, okay. So we see another replay angle here with uh, 16 on the ground who knocked down four. Okay, Kickert. There's Kickert getting mauled again. Thon Ma okay, so Thon Maker wasn't pleased by Kickert getting hit, and Thon Maker, he starts kicking people. Why? He took out like four dudes. Did you see that? Go back. Go back. Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay, watch for Thon Maker here. I know we're on radio, but still. Okay, watch number seven. Okay, here's Thon Maker entering the picture. And Thon, all right, we're going to slow this down here. Thon Maker, 7-2 Thon Maker. Oh, my goodness. Wow. He... He's, a, he's three feet in the air. He takes out two with the kick. He just leapt over the whole pile and just drove into people. His own teammates are in there. Okay, wow. So he just body slammed half a dozen people. They all fall down. Over here, we have someone getting thrown down for the Philippines. Oh, and then Thon Maker just launched a kick at number one of the Philippines. And then people just backing away because they're like, we're not getting kicked in the head by a 7-2 dude. And that's pretty much where the fight ended. Uh, except for the guy who got thrown out, Kickert, in the chair, and he's grappling with someone on the on the ground or on the floor. Yeah. So basically, let, let's just let's just say what happened. The moment Thon Maker at seven two began kicking people and going scorpion kicks, that's when the fight ended. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's all fun and games until the seven two dude just starts clocking people in the head, and then oh, we're done. We're good. All right. It's not worth our lives. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, something must have happened with, oh, man, Kickert really got it. I I wonder if Kickert said something because we have one guy who gave a flying punch. Then he got thrown into a chair. Two dudes came after Kickert. And then Thon Maker said none of this. And then Thon just takes out everyone. We're seeing the replay here. Wow, just launches himself into half a dozen people. He's so tall that he just got up on someone's, basically just got up on someone's shoulders, threw them down, and kept going. And then Thon said, all right, where else is, all right, number two, you were involved here. And number two's running away right now. He said, no, I want no part of this. He said, too late. Bam, he avoids that kick. And then Thon said, all right, justice is served. And then the rest of us just trying to get kickered up off the, off the floor. Okay, I'm glad we saw these replays because that, that brought a new level into it. And then, okay, did Kickert get up and someone going after him again? And then someone's going after Kickert's face here. What did Kickert do, man? We got to look into this. Dave, can you look into what Kickert did? Because everyone's mad at Kickert. Oh, oh, Kickert. Well, Kickert fought back at that point there at the end. Okay. So now that took four seconds. In basketball time, that whole fight was four seconds. 
and it's still 79.48 uh, Philippines, and that was quite fascinating. All right, there's another video here that says uh, why cause why Goulding was beaten up. I don't necessarily want to see why Goulding was beaten up. That was I think that was the man we thought was Kicker, but Kicker got out of there. He didn't fall to the ground. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. That was some fascinating radio. That all right? What what did we rate this fight? I was just sitting back and letting you uh, illustrate the whole thing. Beautiful graphics and everything. I'm I'm sorry no one saw it. Yeah, at some point I said, you know, I know we're on radio, but we still have that equipment lying around from our ill-fated trip to do this show on the network of obscure broadcasting. So I just started telestrating, circling people. It is a real shame we're on radio and no one saw it. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10, man, because on first glance, it's a very short fight. But when you zoom in and you see Thon Maker kicking dudes in the head and Kicker getting punched by like nine people... And then the guy down by the chair underneath the basket, and they're grappling with each other, and then no one's helping them. They're just taking photos. That was a fantastic fight. It really was. John? Uh, seven out of ten, okay, because it needed replays. If a fight needs replays, it's not a real fight. You need to see it in real time the first time. Like with the Pals of Auburn Hills, with the Dodgers-Padres fight, you knew immediately what was happening. This you had to go and replay, so seven out of ten. All right. Very well. Coming up. In about eh, three minutes on the show, the highly controversial Association Football Playoff rankings have been released again. Bagman has come down from the mountain with the standings, and he will rub them in our faces. So look forward to that coming up on the informal program in just a few minutes as we thank you for joining us, as you always do here on this fine radio program. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The Informal Program. All right, folks, I know it's the summertime. You don't want to be in a hot kitchen, do you? I don't. Dave's raising his hand. You like being in a hot kitchen. Don't listen to him. All right, that's why... In this kind of weather, it's okay to eat out. Don't, all right? You, you just Here's what you do. You're like a bear. You, you, you save up for the summer. You're like a reverse bear or a reverse, reverse uh, ant. And that's why you eat out during the summer. So I'm here from our friends at uh, Papa... Oh, all right. We're not doing that. What else do we have here? Uh, or KFC. Uh, no, not doing that either. All right. Well, we have 15 seconds. So we'll tell you about the informal program our radio show we have here. You can go to soundcloud.com slash informal program. Subscribe to get all the special features we have on the show. Go to itunes.com as well. We were supposed to just put the Local 5 on SoundCloud. Someone messed up with that. So you can go to SoundCloud, listen to our Local 5, hosted by Bagman. Speaking of that dude, here he is with the news report. And now, a legitimate news report from Bagman. What do you mean a legitimate? Are you saying mine aren't normally legitimate? What are you saying? What do you say? Come back here, you announcer man. You little weasel, get back here. All right, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, I was going to chastise the people of America for wanting Chris Berman to be gone and then saying, oh, we missed the home run derby. He's boring without him. Well, duh, that's why he was so excited. But I won't do that. Although I just did, you see? Killed two birds with one stone. Although, Peter, don't come after me. It's a figure of speech. But here's what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen. I have news from the news snail. He has spoken to me. The Los Angeles Dodgers are very close to getting Manny Ma Chato. 
to the show. And now, back to the informal program. Now, I'm just asking, if you put a gerbil in that car, how many wins? I'm saying three. That is highly insulting. I'm just, it's not the, it's not, listen, you're always like, is it the car or the driver? It's the car, man, I'm telling you. If you got autonomous vehicles in there, like, if anyone can step into that car, they're going to win races. So if I went into the 78 car, that's what you're telling me? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even though I don't even have my license? Yeah, oh, please, man, you don't need a license with that thing. It drives itself. Okay, then explain Daniel Suarez and Eric Jones. They're in the same equipment, roughly, and they've got a win between them. Well, I mean, 78's better, obviously. Listen! You saw what happened there. Homestead, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr. He has beaten his own his own makers, okay? Not Thon makers, his own makers, okay? This is why <laughs> This is this is what I'm talking about. What do you have to say to this, Dave? Because this sounds absurd. No, I agree with him, man. Listen, when he was with uh, RCR, okay, he couldn't he couldn't find victory lane with a flashlight. Okay, he goes over to uh, hold, give me my thank you. Goes over to Joe Gibbs. They start super powering his cars. I mean, they're putting jet fuel in it again. Oh, here we go. Yep, I knew it was coming. Oh yeah, we we got that point already. The irrational American NASCAR fans. Toyota's winning. They must be putting jet fuel in the cars. Well, I mean, it would be. I would be being irrational if they hadn't done it before. And how successful was it? How many cars made the Daytona 500? Two. Okay, so did it work? But what if almost all jet fuel in it? And where did he finish? Well, like 23rd. Thank you. But I'm telling you, Martin Truex Jr., man, it's the, it's the car, not the driver. The dude had like three career wins until he hopped in that car, and now he's going to the Hall of Fame with Joey Logano. Uh, don't start that again, please, please, please. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Who, Logano? Absolutely, man. He's won like everything to win except the title and, you know, big races. So does Brad get in? Brad's the greatest restrictively driver of all time. Over Dale Earnhardt. Excuse me, can we continue with the show? Yeah, just hang on a minute. Over Dale Earnhardt? Yes. This is mad. He's mad. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Bagman's going to get me upset enough, but I'm done, man. I'm going back inside. All right, you go ahead. See, why'd you have to do that, Dave? Why did you have to go? You like, this is the line right here, and this is you way over here across the line. I'm just speaking the truth, man. Brad Kelly, all right, if you put Dan, all right, let's, let's bring him back in here. Four drivers, okay? I rock cars. They're all the same cars. Brad, Jeff Gordon, uh, Dale Earnhardt, Dale Jr. I'm taking Brad in that race. That is the most absurd thing you have ever said on this program. You're t- wait a minute. Who are the drivers again? Okay, Brad. Yes. Jeff Gordon. Yes. And both the Earnhardts. And you're taking Brad Keselowski to win a race with equal cars. You, Dale Earnhardt won with Richard Childress Racing seven titles. Do you know how many titles they have without the man? Zero. Okay, Kevin Harvick lifted that program to something respectable. Look at them now. Look at them now. A Daytona 500 and a second place finish in the championship? That was bogus second place because he, he gained the system. It's ridiculous. All right, while you guys do pardon the interruption, it's time for the most controversial segment of our show. And that includes Bagman basically saying LeBron James is a robot. That includes Dave Rogers saying that Dale Earnhardt is not the greatest restrictor plate driver of all time. Too far. Thank you. Finally. 
But this is the most controversial segment. This is the segment where we literally lock up the mailbox because people get too irrational. It is time for the informal programs countdown of the Association Football Playoff Rankings. Now, let me explain to you what this is. You have the college football playoff. We thought for Major League Soccer, they needed something similar. So we got together a committee headed this year by Bagman, who does our news report and is the host of the Local Five, uh, exclusively on SoundCloud. I didn't know that. That was our branding for the show. How did you not know that? I don't know. I mean, I uploaded it and I was like, give it to everyone. All right, well, take that down, please. Host of Local 5. That was the whole point. It's a local thing. It was exclusive. Anyway, so we have a committee here. I don't know who's on the committee, actually. Some unnamed people are on the committee. But uh, John had, John wanted to get on the committee. They didn't want me in here, but I'm too West Coast. All right. Just like the real one. All right, here we go. Here we go. So here are the rankings. We're going to reveal them in order here. We have beautiful graphics again that no one will see. So here we are. Last time we did this. Do you remember the top four? Can we can we review the top four? Let, let's begin there. The top four, the last time we did the rankings. They are on your screen right now. Here we are. So last time it was Atlanta 1, New York City 2, the Red Bulls 3, and Sporting Kansas City. Sorry, the Red Bulls 4, Sporting Kansas City 3. LAFC and FC Dallas were the first two out. That was a very long time ago. That was May 15th, the last time we did that. Now, today, we're here to unveil the new rankings. So can we please unveil, and we will start, as we always do at the top and at number one in the rankings, New York City FC. The citizens of the Pigeons, whoever you want to call them, they lost their head coach. Dominic Torrent has taken over, and they have not skipped a beat, and they are at number one in the Association Football Playoff Rankings. We'll expand out, show you number two, and at number two, FC Dallas. Interesting, they have gotten up to number two. Another case of a team losing a key member of the staff, in this case, their best player, Mauro Diaz, but they sit at number two. John Beanie is already furious. We'll get to him in a minute. We pan out to number three, and at number three, What? The New York Red Bulls have entered it. How are they at number three? Oh, this is rigged. This is rigged. I have told you from the beginning. You don't listen to me, but I tell you, the whole thing is rigged. May I finish? Yeah, go ahead. Another team that lost their head coach, Jesse Marsh, went from... That was Marsh. It's Marsh. Like the Marsh Wiggles? Yes, yes, like the Marsh Wiggles. Man, that's an obscure reference. Not if you're a Narnia fan. All right. Was he also gloomy? No, he wasn't. Uh, I wanted a joke thing there, oh well. Can I finish? Jesse Marsh, the former head coach of the New York Red Bulls, going over to RB Leipzig in Germany. And they are left with Chris Armas as their head coach, but they are at number three in the rankings. All right, so let's give you now the possibilities for the last team in. All right? And you see them on the screen there in alphabetical order. Atlanta United, LAFC, and the Portland Timbers are the last thing. Where is Sporting Kansas City? They were at number four last. Oh, this is insane. They were at number three and they've fallen out of the top six. This is madness. All right. So here's how we're going to do it. We're going to reveal number four and then we're going to pan out and show you five and six. So at number four in the Association Football Playoff Rankings, it is Atlanta United. And John Beanie has just left the studio. Atlanta United, let's pan out and show you number five. At number five, the Portland Timbers 
And at number six, the Los Angeles Football Club. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, your top four at the moment. New York City FC, FC Dallas, the New York Red Bulls, and Atlanta United. Portland at five, and LAFC at six. So there you have it. We bring in now, dressed in a splendid suit. Last time we talked to you, I believe you were still in Las Vegas. Am I, am I correct about that? You were still in Las Vegas at the time. And you were shirtless. Now you're in a wonderful suit, Bagman. You look great, by the way, over from the other studio. And uh, thank you for joining us. Please explain the rankings. I'd like to start with, I know John has questions. He's, he's silently fuming back there. But I want to start with the decision to put FC Dallas number two. I think a lot of people are kind of surprised by that. What did you see in FC Dallas, you and the committee saw? Well, Daniel, I saw a team that has quietly put together a, a very pleasant body of work. We're going to talk about on Wednesday... July 4th, they beat Atlanta 3-2. This is a team that beat LAFC. This is a team that got tough road wins at Atlanta and the Los Angeles Galaxy. This is a team a lot of people are taking under the radar. Just three losses all season. When we looked at the full body of work, we said this is a team that deserves to be number two. Okay. John, give your question. Uh, I, I don't want to cuss in the air. Just, just, just ask it for me. Here, I'm going to write it down. All right. John has a question. His question, how did Sporting Kansas City go from number three to out of the rankings entirely? Well, it, it's a tough thing, Daniel. It's a very it's a very tough thing, West. Okay. First of all, if you look at their last five games, they have three losses, a draw, and only one win. Okay? They've lost games to Real Salt Lake, and they lost at the New York Red Bulls, who, who we got to there. So we're looking at a team that has fallen off greatly in the last few weeks. That win against Atlanta does mean something, but when you're looking at current form, which we take into account as well, we, we looked at teams like uh, the Red Bulls, we looked at teams like Atlanta, who I'm sure you're going to ask about as well, and we put them in over a team like Sporting Kansas City. That does not mean that we don't still respect them as one of the best teams in the league, but they're not a top-six team at this exact moment. Okay. Number four, Atlanta. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you an argument here, Bagman, and people are going to bring this up. They're going to say this is some sort of East Coast bias, okay? Atlanta United, when you're looking at them against Portland, Portland is has not lost since April 8th, okay? Why are they at number five outside right now the playoff picture, and why is Atlanta United at number four? Include, and if I may, Portland drew at Atlanta. So you're talking about getting a result on the road in a hostile atmosphere. That, that's a fair point. I will say this. When we look at the eye test as well, we still think that Atlanta United is the best team in the league, okay? So when it comes down to that, eye test, they're the best team in the league. We have to take in also results into that, and that's where Atlanta falls to number four. Okay, last thing. LAFC, they haven't lost in a while either. How is LAFC at number six? All right, well, what happened, there was a head-to-head with Portland. We looked at Portland, we looked at LAFC, took them together. Portland just got a, a tough draw against LAFC at home, and they already beat LAFC on the road. So even if we feel that Portland is the better team, we're going to put, uh, excuse me, if we think LAFC is the better team, we're going to put Portland ahead of LAFC because it's very important, very important. You like what I did there? Please be the professional head of this committee and not making jokes. <laughs> we feel that Portland deserves to be ahead of them because of the head-to-head. All right, thank you for that. John has officially left the studio here, so we're going to do that in the next 15 seconds or so. Thank you, Bagman. Cheers. That's it for the informal program this week. We will see you or hear you next week. Until then, for Dave, a very upset John Beanie, Bagman, the new snail, the rest of us, I'm Daniel. See you next week.
Bye. This is the Informal Post Show. All right, I think Bagman did a great job on the local five today, if I may say so myself. We talk, he talked more baseball than this show has, for sure. We need to do more of that, but how are we going to discuss baseball? We need a way to discuss baseball that's, that's fun and innovative. And by the way, in, in the course of our hilarity, we didn't really get to France winning the World Cup. Congratulations to France on winning the World Cup. Truly a great accomplishment. Congratulations. I thought of France as that team that they're just so talented, they don't even have to give 100%. Because they really didn't all tournament long. Like, France really wasn't great this whole tournament. But they just had such quality that, bam, one moment of brilliance and they're up. Another moment of brilliance, they're up. A lot of controversy in the game, but you know what? France is the best team in the world. Belgium couldn't do it. Brazil couldn't do it. Argentina couldn't do it. France did it. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to Mbappe. And we'll talk about the All-Star game next week, probably. We'll see you then. Bye.